Alright, what is up guys? So I have decided to finally follow through with doing a podcast. I do apologize. You're going to hear some really low, what sounds like bass noises. I am driving as I am recording this podcast. So I apologize for any little noises you may hear, like my keys jangling or a blinker or something like that. Um, Just bear with me here, you know, I'm usually doing something, so... You know, I don't have a ton of time on my hands to just sit down uninterrupted and do something like this. And a lot of times when I'm driving this, the only time that I get. So, so coronavirus, I mean, I guess there's actually surprisingly a lot of you guys who um, listened to the story I might have had on Snapchat about it um, and agreed with what I had to say or had something to say that contributed to that. And there's a lot of you guys that had really, really great ideas. Um, so I just wanted to expand on that a little bit more. So, um, one of the first things I wanted to talk about, um, with the coronavirus is, is my opinion on the origin of the coronavirus. Now, you know, I could get into conspiracy theories. I mean, that could be a very, very long talk. And usually I only talk with that with people I spend time with on -on one-on-one conversations. However, some of the more popular theories, um, you know, some of the more realistic stuff, uh, gain of functions testing they were doing at that uh, laboratory, you know, in Wuhan. I'm sure all you guys have heard of that, the one that's about eight blocks or eight miles away from that um, wet market. Um, they also, you know, there's also conspiracy theories. One that I've done a lot of research into, don't know if I believe it or not, one, but one that's caught my attention a lot is Bill Gates. And if you actually look on Bill Gates' Instagram right now, there's a lot of people calling him out saying, hey, there's a lot of stuff you're making us do in these countries that we don't want to do. There's a bunch of stuff like that. It's actually really interesting. So I I am going to talk about the Bill Gates theory a little bit because I I do think that's one of the more interesting ones. And I think it's hypercritical that people actually pay attention and understand what's going on there in case this is the scenario. So Bill Gates, um, you know, has been working you know obviously with the bill and melinda gates foundation and they do vaccines all across the world and you know i've heard i've heard theories about how bill gates is all in on this which seems really interesting so i listen to the lions of liberty podcast a lot those guys are really awesome um they've got some of the best information on coronavirus and especially when this thing first started hitting the states they had a lot of really really great information on it that i was really really into so um if you want to check out their podcasts i mean they have some really good information about coronavirus on there um, how he was talking about on there, how they did they did this simulation um, with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, John Hopkins University, and the, the World Economic Forum or something like that. And they did a simulation of a novel coronavirus back in October, and 65 million people ended up dying from this, and it basically played out almost the exact same way it's been playing out so far. And they had some takeaways from it, and their takeaways were like, we need to shut down conspirators, we need to get government and businesses to work together to stop this kind of stuff. Um, and, um, and you know, they've been doing a lot of fact-checking on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and, you know, you have companies voluntarily shutting down, even though this is essentially causing an economic suicide, and what you have is the government is actually bailing these these companies out. So so it, it appears that the government and companies are quote unquote working together. Now, if that's for the common good of the general welfare, you know that's up to, for debate. But however, they are they are working together. You know, um, small businesses are getting the bad end of the deal, though. However, okay, back to the to back to the Bill Gates. You know, kind of keep it on track here. I tend to get sidetracked a little bit. Um, 
so they're talking about that simulation and a lot of this is information all of mixed in there as well and what, what I came to realize is that uh, in, in November and December shortly after this simulation the CEO of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation actually resigned and um, she said that she resigned because she had uh, family problems and health issues but she had no underlying health conditions and I never was able to find any information on her family so it's oddly peculiar and then the guy who they had replaced her oddly enough as weird as the position it might be to fill in for a ceo was like the global policy person which is kind of a random you know usually you have like the cfo or someone someone else step in but the global policy person you know that that's not very common to see that um another thing about the bill and melinda gates foundation is they actually recently just set up an office in china and their director of the office in china actually said on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation page that China would be a great catalyst for a disaster, which is an extremely interesting thing to hear. Um, there's theories that this is done by the US deep state to get Trump out of office to ruin the economy. Don't know how I think about that. Uh, I, I think that's very unlikely. Um, I don't think it came necessarily from bat soup. What I think happened is, is um, they, they, they noticed this novel coronavirus and maybe a bat or something like that. And what they did was they took this virus and they started to do gain of function testing on it in this in this lab in Wuhan. I do think it got out of that lab in Wuhan, near Wuhan. Um, and I think they were doing gain of functions testing, which is where they specifically modify the virus to try and um, give it certain characteristics and, and try and adapt people to it. Um, it was so stick with me here because this might get confusing so gain of functions testing is pretty controversial and unethical it was so i don't remember which is which it was either illegal here in the u.s and then obama made it legal and then trump made it illegal again or it was illegal in the u.s obama made it legal and then trump made it illegal again it was it was one of those two scenarios i don't i don't recall which which was which but i know it was one or the other um but anyways, gain of functions testing, I mean, it's pretty unethical, I guess. But that's, I think that's what they were doing in China. They do do that a lot in China, and that's a bioweapons medical lab. So I don't think necessarily it was this was something malicious, like chemical warfare or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I think what happened is, is they were doing the gain of functions testing, and someone, someone fucked up, and it got out somehow. Because uh, they accidentally released SARS twice, you know, and and I think the Chinese government I think it's pretty indisputable that I, th I think this did this is their fault to a degree to a very large degree Actually, because I think it's indisputable that I think pretty much everyone agrees that the Chinese government is lying about about stuff uh, If you look at their cases their new cases I mean it was climbing 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 and then all of a sudden like, you know We start paying attention to it more because it's here in the US and then out of nowhere we just hear, you know, oh, China's reporting no new cases. Like, okay, bullshit. I don't believe it for a second, honestly. Um, I So I read on this website. I'm not, I don't remember what it was called. It was a .org, so it might have been somewhat reliable. But again, I'm not sure how reliable this is. This is just rumor, basically. But I heard, I read on this website an article. So I read on this website an article saying the, the US intercepted intelligence saying that 21 million people have died in China. 21 million people died in China. Now, assuming that this is true, if it's not true, we don't worry about it. Assuming that this is true through the point of discussion, 
I don't, that was not from the coronavirus because if 21 million people died from the coronavirus, I mean, there would already be people dropping dead like flies here in the US. Um, however, I, that's just, I, I think it's unlikely it's from coronavirus. It could be from coronavirus, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, I think that, that China's probably using this as an opportunity to control and kill their own people. I've seen leaked photos of, of officials roaming the streets in China, like complete police state like worse than Nazi Germany type stuff. Like people cannot leave the house. And I think that if the virus itself was really that bad, no one would be outside, including government officials. I just don't think they would have anyone out. Um, however, if this is due to coronavirus and not China killing their own people, um, it so there is a classification of viruses that have a characteristic called AID. It's an acronym, A-D-E. I don't remember what it stands for, but it's when you're... So coronavirus isn't like the chicken pox. Like you can get coronavirus again. And AID is when you get a virus. And what happens is that virus uses antibodies that your body created fighting it the first time and actually uses those antibodies to carry the virus further into your body which I think is very, very possible that, you know, this has it. Now, I mean, I'm absolutely in no way any sort of scientist or medical expert. And frankly, other than my biology class, a lot of this stuff I've learned about viruses, specifically COVID-19, is stuff that I've learned from listening to podcasts and watching videos and information since this whole thing started happening. So, so I mean, you know, I, my information, I mean, I, I would find it pretty reliable, but granted, I'm the one saying it. I mean, I trust it somewhat. You know, I'm definitely not close to the idea that I could be totally wrong on a lot of information. But, I mean, I think it's pretty solid stuff compared to, you know, what most other people have. Um, so, that being said, I mean, the origin, the purpose, I don't think this was really done maliciously. I think that I did a lot of digging around and I was able to find a lot of information on the Bill Gates thing. And to be quite frank, I just think that it's stupid. I don't think that Bill Gates did it because I think he would have been able to cover his tracks quite a bit better if they were really trying to start this global pandemic. I don't think it would have been that easy for me to find a ton of information. Um, I'm, you know, so I don't think it was the Bill. I don't think this was done maliciously. I think, I think you know, they were doing gain of functions testing at that lab in China. And I think someone screwed up and I think it accidentally got out. That's, that's what I honestly think happened. Now, um, that being said, one of the, the greatest frustrations now, again, I don't want to fit the, the standard libertarian, um, stereotype to where libertarians don't want any government intervention so they can take advantage of people. And so they can, you know, make little kids you know, working, working slaves and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Cause I'm not like that. I mean, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but I'm a Christian. I believe in compassion. I believe in doing the right thing. Um, voluntarily, you know, I don't believe in government intervention wherever we can. You know, I think the government's only responsibility is to protect people's rights from people who wish to take them away, like murderers or people who wish to physically restrict people or enslave people. The government's job is to prevent, to prevent that kind of stuff from happening. So, that being said, I, I government intervention as as minimal as possible. That's how I feel about it. Um, you know, so when it comes to this coronavirus, I really, 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 really don't like what I'm seeing in the way that this has been handled. Um, Government-wise, now surprisingly, I see a lot of a lot of this stuff coming from state governments, which which honestly really surprises me, considering that I always thought it would be the federal government screwing us first, but. 
you know, the state governments, obviously some states are worse than others. That's the point of statehood, but state governments aren't doing a great job in my opinion. Federal government hasn't been doing great either. Um, you know, so if we talk about, about, cause I could talk about this for ages about just how the government's handling this situation. I'm a little bit short on time here, so I'm going to try and just skim over it. Just, you know, go and go into a little bit more detail than I usually would in a in a Snapchat rant that I did today. But, you know, I think that if that the way the government is handling this is really, really terrible because, because you cannot, I mean, we are a part of an ecosystem. Like this is natural. This is life. And you know, as unfortunate it is like, yeah, some of our grandparents are at risk. I mean, I've been really, really limiting how much I've seen my grandparents and the physical contact I've had with them. And it really is a shame, you know, and it, it does come for people with asthma or who have weaker immune systems like it is unfortunate and i am extremely sorry for those people that have to deal with it and i don't mean to downplay the virus or make it seem insignificant to those that may be significantly affected by it however 90 percent of people who get this virus aren't even going to know they have it now that number seems like okay, that's not a lot of people who are even going to know they have it, right? That's already a low fatality rate. But if we look at the fatality rates now, it's some, it's really, really low. I mean, I don't even think it's 1%. But think of how many people are getting this and not getting tested. Because 90% of people don't even know they have it. It is safe to assume, it is safe to assume that they, the fatality percentage of coronavirus is actually a tenth of what it actually is showing up to be because of all these cases that aren't even going reported. So in reality, this is a very, very, very insignificant virus in my opinion. I think what's extremely scary is what the government's doing and how on board people are with the government shutting everything down. I can't, I mean, I mean, I take pride in my hair. I absolutely love my hair. I have what I believe is a beautiful mullet and I, I think it's amazing and I can't go get a haircut and trim it up because the Weber County, you know, health department has made my haircut place shut down. I'm a consenting adult who makes money. So regardless of the government intervention to take my income tax out, regardless of the government intervention to charge taxes when I go to pay for my income, my haircut, sorry, but now they're just getting involved to the point where I can't even go get a haircut. I'm a consenting adult. I understand by going out of the house, the risks of getting coronavirus. And if people are working, then they clearly understand the risks as well. I mean, maybe, maybe they don't have a choice. Maybe they have to work. And in some cases, that's unfortunate. And there are other measures that you can take uh, to to avoid getting coronavirus. Um, but for the most part, I, I mean, people aren't really worried about this. And the people that I, like people who are out, I mean, that being said, I really only talk to people about this when I'm working or people who are out. There are a lot of kids my age, you know, sen- I'm a senior in high school. There's a lot of kids my age who are really, really like scared about this virus. So they're like, just stay inside so we can get this over with. And that's exactly what the government wants you to do. Because how much easier is it to just give up and just comply with whatever the hell the government says? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, you can comply with whatever the government says. Like, sure, you can have this whole attitude of, oh, just listen, it'll be easier. Okay, dude, that's what they were saying about Hitler and Nazi Germany. Okay, just turn in your Jewish neighbors. It'll be easier. You're not going to have to deal with the government. Sometimes doing the right thing isn't what's convenient. And a lot of times doing the right thing isn't what the government's saying to do. So 
for multiple, multiple reasons, what the government's doing is bad. Now, outside of the fact that it economically is just absolutely slaughtering us, which I can get into in a minute, but the government is going to, this newfound power, this newfound compliance of the people, the government takes advantage of that kind of stuff. This is how they push new legislation. And this is how we ate after their hand after 9-11 and allowed extreme surveillance acts like the Patriot Act to pass. I mean, this stimulation bill is absolutely ridiculous. So not only, I mean, people who don't know jack shit about economics are sitting there like, oh, fuck yeah, I got a fucking $12,000 check. Like, you're fucking, okay. People who are getting all hyped about this $1,200 checks are stupid because number one, if you have real responsibilities, a $1,200 check is like maybe one month's rent. I mean, okay. A lot of people who have to pay that aren't working anyways. Not a lot of people qualified for this. Um, I have a friend who lives on her own and she didn't qualify for this. She graduated a year early. She doesn't live with her parents. She works full time. She didn't qualify for this. Who the hell's getting it then? My dad didn't get it. I mean, in fact, I haven't actually heard of anyone who has gotten it, to be quite frank. But the government prints off two trillion dollars this isn't two trillion dollars of taxpayers money this isn't two trillion dollars they saved up for a crisis this isn't like bitcoin where they have a cap on how much they can have to stop inflation they fucking printed two trillion dollars two trillion dollars and a trillion of it is going straight back to the government how the fuck are we letting this happen? Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, it's inexcusable. And not only are they doing that, but they're shutting down small businesses. These small businesses, like the place I get my haircut, they have like five employees. It's ran by, you know, this old lady who runs her shop and she's, you know, she works every day there and now she can't make money. I don't know where her financial situation's like, but what I do know is having a father owning a small business and knowing many people who do, their families rely on week to week income from these businesses to put fucking food on the table. They don't have money. You're ruining people's lives. You're ruining their investments. You're ruining their lifelong dreams. You're ruining their savings account. Oh, but don't worry. You know, we'll give you 1200 bucks. If, if somehow you can fit the, all the requirements, right? You have all these requirements and it's very possible that you don't because as far as I'm concerned, I would say less than 25% of Americans who are working full time are getting it. But don't worry, also, if you're a small business owner, um, we may be making you pay a lot of your employees uh, leave, but don't worry, we're gonna give you a loan that you can pay back with low to no interest rate. They're breaking your legs and giving you crutches. And they're saying that they're solving the situation. And the ridiculous part is people will be like, oh, look at what Trump's doing. Look at what the government's doing with the simulation bill. They're making it better. Fuck off. They're not making shit better. They're making it worse. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it pisses me the fuck off how dumb people are to just completely look past it because they blindly trust the government. People blindly trust the government. Yeah, dude, all right, you may have been taught to say the Pledge of Allegiance every day. You may have been taught to respect the president, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, whoever the fuck it is. Fuck that, dude. This shit is bullshit. And I honestly would call for a revolution right now because it's ridiculous. We're out here bombing people in Somalia just this February. I mean, I literally just listened to this this morning. Just this February. It's ridiculous. I'm hearing about something that happened in February like this now. Just this February, U.S. drone strike strikes a fucking house in Somalia and kills an old man, like a 63-year-old man, an 18-year-old girl, injures two little daughters. What the fuck, dude? 
These guys weren't terrorists. It killed like two 12 year olds. Or another one that killed a banana farmer who, who was married to a woman and they had eight children together. Because the U.S. wants to go fuck up everyone's business. Let people fucking live their lives, dude. And not only can they not li- let people live their lives here, not only do they have to stick their greedy hands into every single transaction that consenting adults make in this free country where they tax you on every fucking thing you do, but they can't let other people around the, con- around the world live free either. And people are fucking okay with this. People want to fucking up the military budget. People are proud to be American. What the fuck is this, dude? When we set up this country, we had fucking state militias, dude. A very, very small organized federal army is what we had to protect ourselves from Great Britain because we weren't on great pages with them. We didn't have like a dollar like we do now. We were on real money, a gold system, using silver, using trade, using barter. And now we have this American dollar which is practically worthless. What does that paper money do? It is when they installed greenbacks into the economy in place of the gold standard, it was a promise to pay you back with real gold. Now it's like a thousand, over a thousand, it's like 1600 bucks for an ounce of gold. It was like 130 back in the 60s. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. The spending power of the dollar is nothing and we're getting completely fucked. That being said, I mean, I'm just talking about the economy right now. I'm sorry I get, you know, it gets it gets me really pissed off because this all ties back to the government fucking with our money and the Federal Reserve and the Treasury. Fuck it all over. Like, it's done. We need to get rid of it. Anyways, like I'm saying, like, like I wanted to say before, sorry I got a little sidetracked. I do that a lot. I got a lot of shit going through my head all the time because I could go on about this stuff for ages. I mean, I really should keep a notepad. This economic crisis is going to negatively affect more people than the literal coronavirus would. Now, I'm not going to say that people's reactions to the coronavirus, I'm not going to say that, you know, you getting laid off is an effect of coronavirus. I'm saying the actual virus itself, getting the virus, knowing someone that has the virus, that stuff is going to be affecting people significantly less than what this economic disaster that we're going through is. Because what this economic disaster that we're going through right now, so on average, 15 is either 40,000 or 15,000. I don't remember the exact, no, it's 40,000. Okay, I remember the exact number. 40,000 people die for every 1% increase in the unemployment rate. 40,000 people die on average, right? Now, I don't think people are just dying left and right because the unemployment rate's going up, but it's undoubtable that people are struggling the unemployment rate is, I think it just broke 15% today. So, you know, if we do a very conservative estimate, cut those deaths in by 75%, you've still got 150,000 people dying because of this economic crisis. I don't know how many people are starving right now because they can't eat. I don't know how many people, you know, are living in apartments and can't put food on the table for their two kids. I mean, these single moms that that, you know, like I, I can't even imagine just this specific scenario. How many single moms are trying to raise kids? Maybe there's a hairstylist and they have to shut down because someone's grandma who has social security and doesn't really leave the house anyways could get sick. 
And then you have teenagers, 17, 18 year olds, who have no real responsibility, who don't pay attention to this shit, who, who, who think that, oh yeah, 1200 bucks is great, who think that, you know, you just need to listen to the government and stay inside and it'll all be over, don't understand that there are people out there with mouths to feed, there are people out there with bills to pay, there are people out there with jobs to get to and places to be, and they're sitting there, oh, just go inside and, and you're gonna have, and you're, you know, it's all gonna blow over and then it'll go back to normal. Fuck that, dude. You don't have bills to pay. Your parents are sitting there. They're probably going to work. And if not, they're working from home. But I mean, you're not paying for shit. 90% of you aren't paying for shit. 95% of you, 99.9% of seniors in high school aren't paying for shit right now. Maybe a car payment. Maybe. I mean, fuck, dude. Your parents are paying for the roof over your head. Your parents are paying for all that shit. So yeah, no shit. It's easy for you to say stay inside. But the world is still going just because you're not in fucking school. Just because you're not going to school doesn't mean everyone could just drop what they're doing. Like, dude, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's a total joke. And the fact that the fact that so many people are just are just advocating for blindly obeying the government is absolutely disgusting and disturbing. It's like you guys really don't see what's going on here, huh? There is not going to be a normal to return back to. The amount of power the government has reached out and taken with this one scenario. The fact that people roll over and let the government fuck them right in the ass, dude, about this kind of shit. It's absolutely ridiculous. And you guys don't even realize how much shit that... They tried to sneak in so much fucking shit into that coronavirus stimulus bill. Talking about $25 million to the John F. Kennedy fucking library in New York City. What the fuck is this? talking about how in this coronavirus stimulus bill how jets have to have decreased emissions by 2050 like dude what the fuck is this shit if this was a real issue if this is a real pandemic then it would only be about the coronavirus they would get it in it would only be about the coronavirus it would pass they would get it out not this fucking bullshit tossing it back and forth between the house and the senate getting special interests in on this trying to sneak little money under the table here to whatever fucking retarded ass institutions they're getting involved with it's fucking ridiculous and the amount of government corruption that we have in this country is so beyond what people can see the deep state is corrupt beyond what any of you guys can even comprehend it's beyond what i can even comprehend it's literally try and imagine eight octillion dollars like it's unfabricatable that's what it is like you cannot fabricate the kind of shit that is going on the kind of deep state special interest fucked up shit that the government is doing right now and it's not just in the country it's on a global fucking precedent china released their fucking digital currency so one of the very many 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 flaws that libertarians have upon discussing issues is the so what libertarians say oh government shouldn't do this you know they shouldn't do that well so what what do you do then? How do you fix it? If I were in charge right now, I, which I would never want to be a dictator, but if I got to run this whole thing and see how it went, I, I, would have, I would say keep everything open. Operate as normal. If you're worried, then you can shut down your business. If you're worried, then you can stay inside. You know, that's going to be your choice. Now, I get that you might not have the resources to do that, but you're not going to have the resources whether or not we make you or not. So 
I mean, either way, if you're going to stay inside, you're going to stay inside. If you don't have the resources, you don't have the resources, period. But there are people who can't survive that are going paycheck to paycheck, regardless of not having a job. Why the fuck should they have to stay inside? They're consenting adults. They understand the dangers of this virus. And if they don't, then that's their fault for not educating themselves. But they're, they're adults. They're big people. They can handle it. We don't have to babysit them. I mean, fuck, dude. This is, this is supposed to be the land of the free. But instead, it's like Nazi Germany where you got to have essential workers permit just to be out of your fucking house. What the fuck is that? Land of the free, my fucking ass. It's bullshit. It's completely bullshit. And you have people advocating for it. You have people You have people who blindly, and I'm thinking of one very specific person right now and type of people right now who just blindly follow the fucking government, who just think that they can do no fucking wrong. And it's fucked. It's ridiculous. And it pisses me the fuck off. And, and you know, you guys... And one of the reasons why I have actually kind of a hard time... So I think it does give me an advantage being into this stuff, being younger. Because many adults that I know don't think that, that any real change is, is... You know, they can't really foresee it or understand it. Because, because they've, you know, been in life for a little while. They haven't had a ton of drastic changes compared to the course of history. So they have a good idea of what life is. Me being an 18 year old still have, I have many, many, many impressions, many, many things to learn. So I think it actually is, is, is an advantage to young people in a sense, because we don't have a fixed mindset on what the world is like. And if we approach it with the idea that the government could in reality actually change any of this stuff. I mean, which is very possible. We see the historical trends in it. I think that, that when you have a, a open mind and you understand there's a wide range of possibilities of how this could go down. I think that it's an advantage. And I think, you know, I mean, I'm preparing for a revolution right now. Now, I don't think that's necessarily how it's going to play out, but I'm preparing for one because I'm, I mean, I don't know where this is going to go. All I know is that if shit hits the fan, I'm going to be prepared. I'll be damned if I'm not. But anyways, if I were in charge, I would just say, listen, just keep everything going. If you're worried, you can stay inside. And you know what? I, I encourage people to do good because a lot of you guys are sitting in your house, sitting at home all day because you don't have school, thinking that you're helping the world so much because you're not going out. Why don't you go volunteer at a local charity organization? Why don't you go to your church? I mean, I know here in Utah, there's tons of LDS organizations like the Bishop Storehouse or where you can go and work making pasta. I mean, there's so many different opportunities you can do to go serve people who are struggling. Go work at the DI. I mean, you could do so so much stuff to really actually give back. You can buy groceries for your grandparents or your elderly neighbors, or you can help with the homeless. I mean, there's so much real good you can do instead of sitting there on your ass thinking that what you're doing is actually good for the world. What you, if you're sitting there at home all day, you're not doing anything good. You're being lazy. Go contribute. Go actually contribute. Like, and I'm not saying this to try and be judgmental. And I'm not saying I donate all my spare time. I mean, granted, I have donated a lot of my time and money to this kind of stuff ever since this has came out. But I'm just saying that I, I, I as a person, as a Christian, as a person who believes in compassion, I really, really encourage you guys to go do something good for someone who might need it. I really, really do. If you have neighbors people in your ward, people, you know, people who are struggling, if you can volunteer your time, I mean, especially with all this time and also help improve yourself. 
wake up early in the morning, get some breakfast, make, make, you know, plan out a productive day of volunteering, plan out, you know, I mean, improve yourself, make the world a better place. Do what's right. At the end of the day, do what's right. That's how you can really, really help with this. I encourage everyone to actually donate their time, to actually donate their effort. Doing the right thing isn't always easy, but it's good. Like this is the kind of stuff where as citizens, as the general public, where we need to come together and help each other out outside of the government fucking everything up. Because whenever they try and stick their head in it, even if they have pure intentions, which I don't think they do, that's why they got all those special interests. But even if they do have pure intentions, they're fucking everything up. And we need to be able to come together as a people outside of government intervention to do the right thing. We really, 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 really should through voluntarily, voluntary transactions do the right thing. So that's a rant about coronavirus. I mean, that's some information about it. I'm sure I totally skipped over some subjects. I'm kind of in a rush right now. Um, I didn't, definitely didn't hit on all the details I would have liked to. But, um, you know, if, if, you guys, if, you guys have any, uh, if you guys have any discussions you would like to bring up, or if you guys have any questions, or if you have any points to, to counter what I might have said, I'm always open to hear different sides of discussions and different arguments and to, you know, ha- have other people contribute to what I'm saying who might agree with me. I mean, whatever. Um, you can go ahead and, uh, you know, follow me or DM me on Twitter. And that's Tyson underscore Reese 1776. Or you can um, follow me on... Um, Instagram or send me a direct message. That's Tyson R for freedom. Tyson R the number four freedom. Uh, yeah. And I would be really interested to hear your guys' input on that kind of stuff. As of now, this is Tyson Reese with the first episode of Utah Liberty Talk.